I'm your host, David Frost. This is my strategic forecast where you get common sense market analysis. Today is Wednesday, October 23, 2019. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. The big question is, what do we have on the docket going forward? I think today was an interesting trading day. It was very, very quiet. The volume was very, very light. Interestingly enough, at the end of the day, the market did something that leads me to believe the market was left in a more bullish position than it was actually trading in all day long. That's exactly how the Trick Trap Fool and Frustrate crew rolls. And what I'm going to do is show you some intraday charts so that we can get a sense for exactly what I'm looking at and also what it really takes for the market to accelerate the bullishness, if you will, and what happens in the other direction. What do we need to do to see more downside activity, meaning in the southern direction? We're going to talk about all that stuff. We're going to cover some stocks. I have a short list of other stocks that people had sent in a request to cover, so I'm going to do those. And then, as usual, we'll have a potpourri of other stuff. We'll toss the ball around the horn. Hopefully, I'll throw you some short hops. Those are good practice. While we're on the daily chart, let's address the candle from yesterday and then today's activity. So here's the deal. Here's the way I see it. We talked about the fact that yesterday was an intraday reversal. However, it wasn't necessarily the greatest daily chart reversal candle on the board. Here's why. A, we didn't have enough volume to make a big difference. We were still well below the average 90-day volume that comes in about 69 million shares. You can see it at the bottom of the screen. Nevertheless, it was an intraday reversal. It is what it is. Several charts showed a nice juicy reversal candle. So therefore, we treat it at face value. If it walks like a duck, talks like a duck, it's generally a duck. Sometimes it ends up to be something other than a duck in a duck costume. That's the 20% of the time. Sometimes, even if we're in one of those 20% of the time scenarios, we can still take advantage of it if we understand what the market is doing and where it begins to do it. We're going to talk about one of those spots today. Here, we're looking at an hourly chart, so there's a couple of things that we want to take note of. A... From a longer-term perspective, we are in an uptrend. The market is trending higher. However, based on a shorter duration, meaning the shorter time frames, that's not necessarily the case. From the recent high, what do we have? The high here happens to be 300.90. We're rounding up to 301. If you find the market closing hourly even, above 301, It's likely not going down, it's likely bullish, and it's likely going to go higher, and there's likely going to be some panic buying going on, short covering, panic buying, FOMO going on, fear of missing out. We know the drill. So we know what to watch for. That's what I'm watching for. We get hourly closes above 301, and it's bullish, it's not bearish. You have to take the bearish view off the table until and unless... The ES, for example, gets back down below 3,000. There's other numbers in there. Inside the numbers, members will obviously have those numbers in the morning and throughout the day. 
Now let's flip it around. I discussed the shorter time frames, the shorter term charts, the short duration intraday charts, that they were bearish. And then all of a sudden, at the end of the day, you see what happened. So it's still not necessarily bullish, but you had this working and it was trying to break down. But then all of a sudden, at the end of the day, you get this miraculous recovery right back up to the highs made earlier in the day. So it was a positive close Certainly as opposed to what could have happened earlier in the day. They could have broken down, chose not to, no accidents or coincidences. But here's what I'll mention. We have a laundry list of companies reporting their earnings. They're doing it after the closing bell today. They're doing it before the opening bell on Thursday morning. There's more after the closing bell. I think Amazon, Mac Daddy, is after the closing bell on Thursday. But there's a whole laundry list before Amazon. So certainly both directions could move markets. If the market likes earnings, and remember, it's the reaction to the earnings, not the actual number. Case in point this morning, and it was on the list earlier in the day, Caterpillar early in the morning was getting crushed. All of a sudden, as we got closer to the opening bell, it's recovering, it's turning around, I had to take it off the list, and there's Caterpillar, the stock closes up on the day over 1%. You see the price at 125 and a half, that was the number early in the morning. In fact, they hit that number sub 7 a.m. There it is. I think this is, yep, 6.45 a.m. They hit the number, take off to the upside, up 10 bucks like it's nothing. We would have preferred to have that happen after the opening bell. I told you you were going to get a couple of short hops. Here's the first one. Just take a look at inside the numbers. Take a look at the commentary. Read the commentary. Focus on the numbers. Focus on 298.50 for a moment. It's in the middle of the screen. We talked about that number last night. I said if they open the day below that number, that's not bullish, that's bearish for the market. Let's scroll up a little bit and let you read the rest of the commentary. Here's from 10 o'clock to the opening commentary. Even though it was a slow day, we're still putting the numbers up on the board. Regardless of whether the market's moving at light speed or snail's pace, the numbers are on the board. Scrolling up a little bit more, we take a look at some of the next commentaries and... Obviously, if you were watching the market in the afternoon, things really slowed down and did come to a snail's pace, snail's crawl, whatever you want to call it. But regardless, this is the commentary. So real quick, back to the SPY. Take a gander at where they are as I make this video. Just so happens they're at 300, big fat round number. We talk about those all the time inside the numbers. Some are much fatter than others. Some are less important than others. Here's one thing that's important. The low of the day, 298.50. Didn't we discuss 298.50 last night? 298.50 is important. At least it was important today. We'll find out if it'll be important going forward. What's going on in Camp IWM? Third day in a row, all we're doing is eating time off the clock, running sideways, well above that downsloping trend line. So it's an interesting look for the IWM. No trouble, and it's bullish, but into resistance. So here's what I see. Here's how I read this. So this is a nice big up move, and they recapture the downsloping trend line. Now, all of a sudden, we're starting to go sideways, and 
build a bull flag pattern. Why are they doing that? Why didn't they just keep going? Well, they were into a breakdown candle high, and look where we found overhead resistance, right underneath the what? Breakdown candle high. That's garden variety market behavior. Now, take note of this. They did not get rejected substantially from that breakdown candle high. When we've seen that before, what does that generally tell us? It generally tells us that that really wasn't the destination. It's a destination. It's a stopping point. Maybe it's a way station, but it's not necessarily the final destination. Under garden variety market conditions, we would have seen a much more potent rejection if price was really going to get rejected from that spot. How about this look? 120 minute chart. This is a pretty tight bull flag pattern if you ask me. Above all the moving averages, what the market is telling us right now, if we're understanding the dialect of the IWM specifically on this chart, it's telling us it's going to push higher. Now, if it breaks down and tests the downsloping trend line, fills the gap, that's a different story altogether. We would no longer have a bull flag pattern. Today, from this look, we do have a bull flag pattern. Walks like a duck, talks like a duck. 80% of the time, it's going to be a duck. How about the VIX? Taking a look at the daily chart of the VIX, what do you see? You see a bear flag pattern? That's what I see. What does this generally tell you? That there's going to be another leg lower. If there's another leg lower in the VIX, wouldn't that mean the flip side in the stock market? And it would. It's no guarantee. doesn't mean that the VIX can't spike up into these moving averages tomorrow, for example. It can. Just going by with what the chart is indicating today. By the way, if it did spike up into those moving averages, there is a lot of resistance up in that 1650 neck of the woods. Maybe up to 17 or so on a super spike, but that's about it. That's real heavy resistance up in there. What's doing down at the transportation department? We were down from where we closed yesterday, but look where we closed yesterday as compared to where we were earlier in the day. Today is nothing more than an inside day. There's no other takeaway from the transports other than it's just an inside day after a monster move off the lows yesterday. Just a reminder, we have a couple of charts that look like this. They happen to be my two favorite market leading indicators. But here we go again, this time looking at the transports on the weekly chart. We have this move higher, and then we've basically been in this channel the entire time, testing the lower end of the channel, testing the upper end of the channel, coming back down. Are we breaking out of the channel now? Obviously, I could have drawn the top end of the channel here, and it wouldn't look like we were breaking out. See, now you have a different look. Be careful of what other people are showing you. You have to validate it revalidate it, and then you can listen with some skepticism. You should listen to everybody with skepticism, me included. I'm no exception. You should show skepticism with everything. That's how we check, double-check, and figure out if the analyst has a reasonable track record or not. Just because somebody says something today doesn't necessarily make it true. I could be just some rogue chartist. Going back to the daily chart, here's a different look of the same chart. And over here, you can see maybe they're just going back up to test these highs one more time. Triple top, fall away. It's certainly possible we could go up to make a triple top and then fail 
or bust through. I'll tell you what, closing hourly above the high over here, and let's get the number. The high is 10,856 and change. You start trading up in that neck of the wood, close hourly above there, certainly daily above there, there's another leg higher coming. You're going to see panic buying. It's hard to believe, and I'm not necessarily telling anybody to buy high and sell higher. That's not an easy thing to do. What I'm doing is telling you what I see on the charts. Doesn't necessarily mean we can trade it. Doesn't mean we can't trade it. It just is what it is. It's a duck. Here's another short hop for you. We're back to the SPY. What happens if we do start pushing beyond yesterday's high, for example? What happens if we do start pushing beyond the old highs? We've talked about that before. We talked about it a couple of days ago. 305. There's no magic there. It's basically a semi-fat round number. 3,000, 3,100, 3,050, 3,005 is 3,050. It sounds simplistic. It sounds like I have a screw loose. But if you've been around a while, you know there's a method to the madness. The cues. What about the tech stuff? Well, here we are. We have a big gap higher. And this range here is what they're fighting on the downside. You don't want to get below this opening range low. If you do, you're likely to see price start moving toward these moving averages and fill the gap right here. That would be normal garden variety market behavior. Maybe they do, maybe they don't get to the gap. But trading below the opening range low here is certainly not a positive for the bulls. It's certainly a positive for the bears, negative for the bulls. Until and unless they do get below the opening range low, guess what? It's bullish. I keep calling that an opening range low as if I was discussing an intraday chart. This is the low I'm talking about right here. It's the low on the gap higher. This was from the 11th of October. So the low happens to be 190.72. The low here is a little bit lower. Happens to be 190.65. You don't want to get below those lows. That would be a sign that they're trading into the moving averages. What's likely to happen if they are going in the southern direction? You're likely on a gap down anyway. XLF, the financials. Anything wrong with the financials? Absolutely not. However... Could be a sign or signal of a trend change from yesterday. We don't know until and unless they close above that price, above yesterday's high, 28.61. Then they'll be somewhat capped on the upside. But for now, it's really similar to what we just discussed in the IWM daily chart. It's just eating time off the clock has not been rejected from this zone up here as of yet. So we take that at face value. We take it as a duck. It's a duck. The SMH, the Lone Ranger on the downside. So the SMH, which is a good proxy for the tech sector, the SMH is showing weakness into the 20-period moving average. Is that all they have on the downside? Are they going to fill the gap or go lower even into the 50-period moving average or test the lows, maybe down at 114 or so? If that stuff was happening, it would likely be on a gap down. Right now, it's above all the moving averages. You came in to test the 20 we don't really know any other information than that. It's pretty high on the chart. There's technically nothing wrong with the SMH. We have to take the down day as a puzzle piece. We'll put it on the table. That's fine. It is a leading indicator of the tech space. It's the Lone Ranger. It's the only leading indicator we have. Is this the only canary in the coal mine out there? Anything is possible. I'm giving you the information as I see it. We'll put it on the table. 
It's a puzzle piece. How about another short hop? We'll take a look at some stocks throwing the ball around the horn. The first one we'll do is Disney. This is not a healthy chart. This is a bearish wedge pattern, right? In fact, there's even some market symmetry going on here. You have a down move, you have a bearish wedge pattern, you have another down move, you have a bearish wedge pattern. What happens next? Does this fail and go to the upside? Or does this continue with a down move, then a bearish wedge pattern, then a down move? Well, right now, the duck says it's a bearish wedge pattern below the 50 period moving average, trapped in between the 50 and the 20 period moving average, but riding above the 200. Therefore, even though we haven't touched the 200 period moving average, if price should come into the 200 after riding for as long as it has, it's unlikely the 200 period moving average will be support. You would likely end up trading lower. Let's look at another chart and see what else we have on Disney. Let's get a different look. Here's the weekly chart. Similar look, not the same, riding the 50, making another bearish wedge pattern. Now, here's the catch. And this is right out of the course, Lazy E-mini Trader. On time, and we know that time is more important than price, on time, Disney puts in a sign or signal of a trend change, and it is the low. So we have some conflicting information. Here's what you do with this one. 130 is the bogey. You start trading below 130, look out below. Close daily below 130, look out below. Maybe you have to give it a little more leeway. The low here is 127 and change, 127.54. But I see 130 as an important number. Here's a monthly chart. Is Disney simply going to run down and test somewhere in the vicinity of the low of the breakup candle? Maybe it doesn't get there. Maybe it gets to the 20 period moving average. But realize this is a monthly chart and this takes months to develop. It could take another two, three months to get down there. How about Netflix? Not the same as Disney, but a similar situation. It's trending lower, tried to rally and failed making a bearish wedge pattern of sorts, but there's a lot of different things going on. There is conflicting information. So let's go through some of that conflicting data. First, you came into a breakup candle low, and that low held so far. The weekly chart, mush, came into this double bottom, didn't quite get there, tried to rally, failed below three of the four moving averages, riding above the 200, Still could be support. I think we're far enough away and we haven't been riding it that long from a weekly chart perspective where if we did come down to two and a quarter, for instance, the 200 period moving average could still be support. Why do I say that? What else do I see going on right around the 200 period moving average, at least right now? Now this moves each and every day, so it's not the same price every day, but check this out. Breakup candle low, 200 period moving average, didn't quite get there before, so it would be a little suspect, kind of already tried to get to that price zone once before and didn't. So it's not the best setup on the board, but it's pretty darn good. Let's see what else we have. We'll go in the other direction, take a look at the hourly chart. On the hourly chart, we have another obvious breakup candle, and it didn't test the low, but can test the low. Below all these moving averages is bearish. So the trend from an hourly chart perspective on Netflix is down. So if, for example, they can't get above this last breakdown candle high, they'll come down and test the low of the last breakup candle. That's the way the market works. 
It's going up a set of stairs or down a flight of set of stairs. Either way, it's one step at a time, one candlestick at a time, one day at a time, one hour at a time, on and on and on. We never want to get too far out over our skis. Adobe, another request, mush. We're into this double bottom area here, but here's the way you have to look at it. It was already into that double bottom, tried to make it appear as if it tested the double bottom when it came down here and here, rallied away and came back down. Now, is this double bottom going to fail? It's possible. It's important. No question about it. Looking at the weekly chart below the 50 period moving average, below the 20 period moving average, approaching or at least it's pointed in the direction of the 100 period moving average. Now, this wasn't necessarily the best bearish wedge pattern or bear flag pattern in the world. It's more of a creeping lower like this. We can look at the down move and say that the market just went sideways for a while and now it's resuming the down move, maybe making a symmetrical move from the high to this consolidation point here and then the resuming move down probably into the 100 period moving average, maybe slightly below on a hard sell, you probably get to 220. Hourly chart is trending down, tries to rally and then it fails, tries to rally and fails. So essentially, until and unless we can at least recapture the first, meaning the 20 period moving average, it's continuously trending lower. Until it gives you a bottom, it has to put in a bottom. What do I mean by that? Here's a 240 minute chart, and I'm not saying this candle here is a bottom, but if this candle, for example, were to develop, or this candle was a big candle that made a low, finished on the high, on heavy volume, that's a potential reversal candle. You have to wait for the bottom to emerge, and then you look for a retracement to develop on the shorter term charts. That's how we put everything together from the very, very short duration charts all the way to the weekly and even monthly charts and everything in between. Those are the things that are discussed and taught in detail in the course, Lazy E-Mini Trader. Don't take a bite out of Apple. It's a runaway freight train. Maybe it stops at 250. Maybe it keeps going. But look at the moving averages. They're picking up steam. They're bending higher. They're pointing higher. The stock is getting stronger. It will continue to appear that way until the point in which it has a reversal. Where will that occur? We don't have to know. All we have to do is be on the lookout for one. Maybe it's 250, maybe it's 275, maybe it's going to 300 bucks. Until and unless I see a reversal, it's in an uptrend and it's going higher. It's that simple. If it walks like a duck, talks like a duck, it's generally an apple. The pot stocks, they're waking up a little bit. Canopy was up almost 3% today. So you see they're starting to form a bottom. Eventually, you'll find some resistance and you'll have a retracement of some portion between the bottom and wherever that resistance point winds up to be. Tilray, this one doesn't look the same. This one is more like Adobe. It's below all the moving averages. It's not bullish. It doesn't really look like it put in a bottom. It looks like a bear flag pattern. Until and unless Tilray closes above 24, no dice. How about Kronos? Looks more like Canopy than it does Tilray. You had that whacked out move last week on the fake breakout, fake whatever it was. We'll just label it shenanigans. But like Canopy, Kronos is working on it. 
it put in a bottom, wherever it finds a resistance and comes back down towards the bottom, that's where we can be looking for an entry point if you're not in any of these stocks already. You can look for an entry on a retracement. Here's the exchange-traded product that tracks the pot stocks. Looks like Kronos, looks like Canopy. Put in a bottom, near-term resistance should be about 21. And with that, folks, it's everything I wanted to. In fact, it's a little more than I wanted to and expected to cover. But I don't mind at all. I love doing charts, as you know. But I'm going to pull the ripcord here, give it a wrap. Before I do, I want to thank each and every one of you. I appreciate each and every one of you. Without you, these videos are not possible, and I love doing the videos. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. My Strategic Forecast is hosted by David Frost. Subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app, and please visit MyStrategicForecast.com for more information. My Strategic Forecast is Common Sense Market Analysis.